Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Exclamation mark, Neil. <laughs> Thank you very much, Neil, for your, what is it, 21 months subscription, as well as I and Drew, just before the stream, uh, actually started kicking off into Top Gear, which is obviously why you didn't get the notifications or anything, because they're only available during the actual active streams. So I appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much for your subscriptions this morning. Nice and early. Very much appreciate it. That does actually mean that you will be in the loot drop for Monday. We haven't confirmed a game yet, so we'll get onto that. And we'll let you know what that will be on Monday when we take all of your names. We'll put it into a hat. We draw one of you guys out and we will be able to give you a game uh, as to what that game is. I'm not too sure. Um, but yes, thank you very much for your subscriptions. You will be active in the loot drop. So ladies and gentlemen, first of all, this is Ice Cream Uploads. Thank you very much for joining us this Friday morning. It's been our one and only stream, uh, scoop this week. Um, the streams have been spotty, shall we say. Um, it's it's such a busy period for us at Jelly Media, which is obviously why you haven't been seeing us around on Ice Cream Uploads for the last two, three weeks or so. I don't know when it's going to ease up. That's the issue. Um, I've been in the studio this week trying to make some of our new tech work. I'm not. I'm going to be honest. It's kind of defeated me. It's stressing me out a little bit. I think because I've done so much to it, I think I need a fresh pair of eyes. So hopefully that's something that Gray might be able to help with on Tuesday. Because um, we've got a load of new tech in there, and audio engineering has not been one of my strong points. Obviously, doing audio and visual. Uh, sorry, just doing visual stuff and getting things to work that way has been a small strength of mine. But when it comes to audio stuff, I'm not to um, i need it in layman's terms like wavelength for us fantastic absolutely adore it you put all of the channels in it does it digitally for you to be able to come through um it's amazing but actually having a physical uh, mixer that has all the audio channels in and stuff like that and it's it's kind of defeated me i've managed to get all of the stuff in it and get it playing through the pc but then when it's playing through the pc it's not coming through to the stream i had a scoop all ready to go yesterday uh make it work then says graham uh it's easy for you to say um I had it all ready to go, but when I recorded, like I can get the music to come through. When I press record, I can get all the music to come through. I can get uh, Discord calls to come through. I can get uh, browser audio to come through. All of it sounds great. And then you press, and then you go to the mics, and you start talking. There's no audio. I don't understand it. It's do my tits in. We'll get there eventually. Hopefully, we'll be able to start giving you streams from the studio very, very soon. Otherwise, the fuck is coming out and we're going back to normal because <laughs> it's fucking stressing me out. Um, but yeah, apart from that, everything's been going swimmingly. Uh, again, hopefully, we'll be able to bring more scoops back to you next week. We will see. Hopefully, that will be the case. Um, but enough about all that other stuff. I hope you guys have been good. We'll be going live again tonight with some Call of Duty action. I was considering getting Starfield at some point, but for the sake of five days and the limited time that I'll have to play it, it's, it's definitely not worth it. So I'll wait for it to come on Game Pass and then we'll be able to get some of that goodness going. But we will be some Modern Warfare tonight. Wobbles isn't playing with us, you know, because he is streaming Starfield instead. I think Nietzsche might be around for it, um, albeit might be for a short amount of time. So, again, that's that's tonight's problems. That's tonight's problems. This right now is not a problem for us bringing you video game news. That's right. This is The Scoop, the UK's number one video games podcast, even if we do say so ourselves and we go live. Oh, this, is, this is a huge caveat. Each and every single weekday at 10 a.m., Ish. I mean, the time's pretty good today. Let's be honest. 5 to 11. Let's go. We'll have a bit of that. 
However, it's definitely not each and every single weekday at the moment. I'm making no apologies. The work stuff comes first. Um, so yeah, that you can find this podcast on all your favorite social media platforms or all your favorite podcast services, including the likes of Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, and Google Play, which no one ever uses. I've checked the stats. I mean, I've had a Google phone for like two and a half years, but I've always had Android barring the one year blip that I had iTunes. I don't think I've ever listened to a podcast on Google Play. I don't even know if anybody else listens to podcasts on Google Play, but they certainly don't uh, listen to the scoop over on Google Play. However, you iTunes guys, you Spotify guys, you are absolutely flying over there. So we very much appreciate you guys that are doing that. So if you are listening to it on those services, do please feel free to drop a five-star rating on this podcast. We would very much appreciate it. Just to show our bosses and go, hey, yeah, look at this. We're actually doing pretty well over here. No, not only have we got 200,000 downloads uh, of this podcast over the last four years, we rated five stars. You know what I mean? We are with the big wigs, essentially. So, yeah, uh, all I'm hearing is excuses and not a can-do attitude. Uh, but do you know what? You are absolutely fucking right. You are absolutely right. I don't know what to fucking do with it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? This mixing stuff, it can go in the fucking bin for all I care now. It's doing my tits in. Um, so, yeah, it's not excuses. It's a fucking definition at this point. Uh, it's doing my head in. So, yeah. Uh, Graham also confirms that is a can-do attitude, so I can't wait for him to start growling next week when he eventually walks in and goes, what the fuck is going on here? But, you know, I don't know what I can do at this moment in time. Um, I will begrudgingly go back in and start pressing buttons again and see what happens. Um, to be fair, I actually had to undo all of the stuff that Graham did the week before because he was turning knobs and shit to try and get it to work. Never turned them back. So that was, an, that was a day of uh, trying to get shit to work, but... Never mind. We'll talk about some video game news, eh? And then we'll play some video games tonight. How's about that? How's about that? We've got five new stories today, including Free Game Friday. So that will be coming later on today. I'm going to be honest, it's not the best free game. It has been quite dire over on the Epic Game stores for the last three weeks or so. So I'm looking forward to get involved uh, with some uh, better games that are coming to the platform. But obviously, I wanted to talk about Starfield today, but I haven't played it. So I don't think it would be right for me to be able to try and give a deep dive. I've watched many reviews. I've read many reviews on it. And to be perfectly honest, it just sounds like a normal Bethesda game. I don't see, I don't hear anything from it that makes me think, okay, this is probably going to be game-changing. I know a lot of people have said this is a generational game, but until you genuinely play it yourself, how would you even know? I don't think visually it looks great. I mean, the, the stuff that I've watched has either been on YouTube or people streaming it over on Twitch. And, I mean, streaming, you can only do 1080 unless you're watching on YouTube anyway. So I don't think it looks like a PlayStation, uh, like a PlayStation 5, Jesus. I don't think it looks like an Xbox Series X game at this moment in time. It genuinely just looks like the... Skyrim engine, the games that were made in that engine, it doesn't look very modern. Um, apparently, it's quite bland. But I mean, this is this is this is this is what Bethesda do when they make open world games. They can make Doom and Wolfenstein look spectacular, but then when it comes to the open world type games, I, I don't know whether or not they shit the bed a little bit. Oh, it might just be a bit too big for them to be able to retexture everything. So again, and so I'm going to put all my thoughts and opinions. I'll be, I'll be, I've just give you a small snippet of them until I've actually played the game because I feel like that would definitely be a much more heartfelt 
uh, opinionated piece rather than just see, seeing what other people have said about it or reading what other people have wrote about it and then giving you my thoughts and opinions based off of that. I don't think that's very fair. Um, until I play the game myself, it's, you know, it's just hearsay at this moment in time. But you've obviously free free to go over and watch Wobbles later on. I think he's still streaming it. He said he's going to be streaming it till God knows what time tonight anyway. So you'll have all day to be able to go over there uh, and be able to do it. But it does look like... It does look like a Fallout game that's in space mixed with the Division, uh, with the health bars above the red, which I thought was quite weird. That's not really a Bethesda thing to do. Usually it's like at a bar at the top of the screen, um, rather than it being floating above the head like the Division. That, I thought that was quite weird. And then the XP coming up in the middle of the screen, I thought that was quite weird too. But I mean, I'm super... It makes it sound like I'm not looking forward to playing the game. I am super looking forward to playing some Starfield as and when that might be at some point next week. So it, it could be a game of a generation. I'm not too convinced at this moment in time. Bethesda games don't tend to be amazing out of the box. I can't... I I'm, I was had discussion in the office yesterday. I don't know if anybody else has the opinions in the chat too, but I can't remember the last time a Bethesda game came out and it worked out of the box. I had this conversation with Lee. You guys might not have ever come across him before, but Lee said Doom, the original one, <laughs> back on the DOS. He said that was probably the last time that a uh, uh, Bethesda game worked out of uh, out of the box. So, yeah, we all knew that this was going to be the case, though, right? Like I said, that, I said this kind of thing in Wobble's chat this morning. It was like, oh, you're a PlayStation fanboy, and I'm like. I'm a fucking Bethesda fanboy. Like, if you've not been around for the longest time, like, but having Bethesda games is that Byron Resident Evil and Pro Evo are the set are the the next in line for the amount of time that I've spent in those games. Like, it's not a PlayStation issue. It's not the fact that it's not on PlayStation. It's a Bethesda issue that has been the issue for what the last 15, 16 years since we were able to get digital patches in games and on con on consoles. Like, I don't believe that this is a new thing and I'm still struggling to try and figure out when the the, the change in of how they f submit their games as uh, as gone a bit AWOL but I, I genuinely can't remember <laughs> what do you mean Fallout 76 was great says Sam <laughs> yeah we all know uh, you're so negative baby, most unlike you I know uh, E.T. was a game of a generation and uh, look I remember how that ended up yeah in landfill somewhere uh, Tito says still maintain Bethesda, Bethesda games are always muddy looking uh, think that this is an improvement though I, I can't see it Sam, thank you very much for your subscription uh, absolute legend again you'll be in the loot drop on Monday um, I can't see it like I, I know I've played a shitload of uh, Skyrim uh, Oblivion Morrowind um ESO. ESO looks the best out of all of them. I'm talking about the non-modded versions. I'm not talking about the versions uh, that people have reskinned re textures and stuff like that and done stupid amounts. I mean, the game's only just come out, so they're not going to be able to do that. But as a vanilla experience, it looks quite bland. It looks quite, it looks quite muddy. Why have I just got two Stay Frosties? What's that about? Um... Compare the visuals to Fallout 4 and tell me that Fallout 4 doesn't look dated as fuck. Of course it does. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm genuinely not saying it doesn't. But from someone who's been playing uh, Skyrim on the PlayStation 5, it doesn't look any different. The graphics don't look that... I mean, the textures of what the 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 astronauts, whatever they're called, um, the engineers, the textures on those look quite nice. 
But however, the the bushes, the ground, the sky, the mountains in the background, uh, the buildings, it, it all looks quite bland. But it's it's day one. The things are going to change. Things are going to change. Uh, <laughs> good near ten in the morning. Baby says Gagad. Hi mate. How we doing? Uh, Fallout Four looks horrible in my opinion. Yeah. It. It. I mean, it's meant to be post-apocalyptic, right? But they could have put a, a, a little bit more into it may not looking dead blocky. Uh, I think you'll find I turned it all back, get good. Um, I'm not sure. I think there's definitely some dials and some buttons that was definitely left pressed in as to why I couldn't get any sound back through the PC again. Um, but we'll have this conversation at a, at a different time. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's my opinion on Starfield as it stands at this moment in time. It's not a, a well-based one. It's just based off of what everybody else is saying at this moment in time. VGC have given it five stars. Uh, the Gamer, I think, have given it five stars. IGN have given it 10, star, uh, 10 out of 10. Like, there's been so many outlets that have absolutely adored this game, and I don't believe for a second that it won't be. Um, <laughs> no, we'll have it now. You fucked it your opinion um but yeah i'm super looking forward to actually getting hold of the game and seeing what it actually plays like because it, it looks like it plays like a bethesda game apart from you floating around in space so yeah uh, just bring it up in his performance review put it top of the bill put it top of the bill maybe can't get mixer to work um i mean microsoft couldn't either so let's have that one as well um so yeah if you want to see some more gameplay of it today, go over. Wobbles is going to be streaming it for all of, if not most of the day. Um, you'll get a good understanding of what the game is meant to look like, what it's meant to play like, what it's meant to be like as well. Uh, you can tell you fucked it. You're proper rattled. I know, mate. I'm rattled. Super rattled. You can tell I'm, I'm shaking. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue. <sighs> Exhale a little bit. Okay, let's get on to the first. Let's get into the first news story of the day, shall we? First news story of the day regarding some my, uh, Microsoft. Jesus, I, I fucking hell. My, Starfield's rattled me, mate. Uh, Call of Duty is getting global real-time voice chat moderation with Modern Warfare 3 in November. US only Warzone and Modern Warfare 2 beta starts today. So a good luck for us over in Europe. We are... Behind closed doors for the time being. Uh, but Activision has announced its measure to combat toxicity with in Call of Duty, confirming it will be introducing what is called global real-time voice chat moderation alongside the launch of Modern Warfare 3 on the 10th of November, with a US beta trial of the feature starting today. Call of Duty's new voice chat moderation system will employ AI-powered technology from, uh, from Modulate to identify and enforce against toxic speech in real time, with flagged language including hate speech, discrimination, and harassment an initial beta for call of duty's new uh, new voice moderation system is being rolled out across warzone and modern warfare 2 today 30th of august which was two days ago uh, and uh, sorry in no in north america that wasn't the end of the sentence i just cut it off uh, 30th of august in north america, uh, north america and global releases will coincide with modern warfare 3's arrival in november activision notes that the tools will only support in english at first with additional languages coming at a later date in a q a accompanying today's announcement activision explained that the ai powered system will only be responsible for identifying and reporting perceived offenses for further review attaching a behavior category and rated level of severity to each submission and the publisher itself will 
determine how each violation is enforced based on its security and enforcement policy. It adds the trash talk will be acceptable as long as it doesn't fall within the definition of harmful language outlined in its code of conduct and notes that the only way to opt out of the new moderation system is to disable the in-game voice chat. Activision says that Call of Duty's existing anti-toxicity moderation policies have so far resulted in voice and or text chat restrictions across over 1 million accounts since the launch of Modern Warfare 2 and that 20% of players didn't re-offend after receiving a first warning. Uh, today's announcement follows an introduction of similar moderation measures elsewhere in the industry. Microsoft, for instance, has launched a new player-driven voice chat recording and reporting tool for Xbox in July, which currently is in testing with insiders while the League of Legends studio Riot has been experimenting with voice chat moderation for some time now. That was an article written over on Eurogamer by Matt Wales. Apologies if I didn't read that out beforehand. I don't think I did, but we'll go back and find that out. Oh, that's a good brew, that. A bit of oat milk. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, so, it looks like that your party chats are going to start to be listened to within the game. Now, this kind of taken me by surprise, not for the fact that there's going to be some AI stuff being put through to try and listen to every single word that you're going to be saying and then give you maybe a soft ban. Uh, a deadline day live. Our blog is here to keep you up to date. Okay, whatever. Life score. Um, the fact that there's AI going to be listening to your party chat, they will have, I imagine, a list of uh, blacklisted words that whatever you say within your party chat is probably going to get you a soft ban if you carry on using them. They're probably going to give you a hard ban of maybe 24 hours. If you carry on continuing to do so, it'll be three days, five days, seven days, two weeks, a year. You're never going to speak in party chat again. My biggest concern with this is that people are still using the in-game party chat. Like... At a show of hands, people who are obviously in the chat now, or if you're watching this on any of our on-demand services, go into the comments below. Are you still using the in-game party chat? Like, I imagine it's still quite fun if you are playing Warzone and you shoot someone like uh, the party chat the other day when me, Graham, and Wobbles were playing DMZ uh, two weeks ago. I didn't hear what was being said because I don't have party chat on within the game. I can't hear when you shoot someone and they have the two seconds to be able to say something. I don't have any of that switched on. Un very unsavory characters within video game world. I don't want the channel to get any kind of strikes or anything like that based off of information that's being said that we can't control. So I tend to have that stuff turned off anyway. So I don't get to hear it, but I'm still surprised with the fact that on Xbox and on PlayStation that you can have Discord through your console that people aren't using that more. Like it's a hell of a lot clearer for a start. I don't know why within games it still sounds like you're using a headset from like the 2003 or whatever. It sounds dead tinny. Um, the fact that on PC, obviously you can, if you're playing this on PC, you can use Discord on that as well. So that having, having in-game party chat it just doesn't fill me with joy anymore like it used to way back in the day on the Xbox 360 and stuff. If you were joining in-game chat, it was an absolute battleground. It was uh, ground zero. It's an area that you don't want to probably listen to anymore. There's obviously been jokes and memes about the fact that Modern Warfare 2, like if you grow up during that era, chances are your skin's probably going to be thicker than most people nowadays, blah, blah, blah. I just can't be arsed with that stuff now because you always get someone just screaming. You always get someone who's just shouting in a different language or you get someone in the background that's just playing music and things. I don't want any of that stuff. A nice clean experience. 
I'm still surprised that people are using it, but it it goes to show if they've got the stats, whether or not that that's genuine and whether or not that that's true. The fact that 20% of uh, first offenders then don't go and reoffend later on, 20% does seem quite low, but it also makes me think that I don't know if this is genuine or not. <laughs> I don't know if it's genuine because we're only getting a small snippet of the facts there or the facts from their side. There's not really any, unless it's been submitted onto social media somewhere or onto a website that, that have more stats available to them. I don't know whether or not I can take that as gospel, but I don't know what, if, what damage this is going to do or whether or not it's actually going to be of a benefit. That's the only issue I've got with it. But I suppose we'll have to wait and see. If you are still using party chat, Keep your thoughts and opinions to yourself and just go, good game, well played. Otherwise, you're going to end up getting a ban at some point. Um, <clears throat> uh, Tito, only if he sorts it. If he doesn't, then there won't be one for the performance route. Got you. Oh, please. Please, God. Please, God, don't let me sort it out. I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it. Fast track my way out of there. Uh, Tito says, Nietzsche will be fine. Fucking no chance it'll be able to understand what he's saying. Yeah, we'll have to start giving him out of the books that Graham's got. Uh, what you kind of going on aboard? Uh, America Software moderation, uh, moderating UK banter between friends. That's not going to go well. Again, I think it might just be a case of they've got blacklisted words, words that, that shouldn't be said in any capacity. I think they're the ones that are going to be, we'll say, grade A, and then uh, the, the the ones that are, that are below that one. With stuff like this, auto moderation. I mean, there's been loads of instances within like Twitch chat, for instance, over the years where auto moderation is just it's block stuff that you would never ever imagine it wanting to be able to block. Like the spam stuff lets that shit through, but genuine comments, it just blocks it. So auto moderation sometimes bit of a pain in the ass. However, what's the alternative? Millions of staff sat there listening to every single every single party chat. That's not going to happen. So I suppose that's going to be one thing. Um, toxic cod lobbies in it. Uh, Sam says the glory days. Uh, Ice cream let's turn up game chat. Twelve year old screaming. Yeah, I don't need it. I genuinely, I don't need it. But it's always someone who's sat next to a speaker as well who's just playing music. Do you know what I mean? I'm just trying to listen to the voice comms, like say like two thirty off, and then you have some kid blasting out whatever. I don't know. Gaga says, can you give us an example of two R words? Yes. Um, Bibby is a wiener. Uh, booby. Uh, booby. All of those, get them scrapped. Graham would be flagged. Uh, Tito says, I don't disagree with the principle. I have concerns that the no appeal and it's automated, so no human involvement. I mean, absolutely bang on. Um, so Grey Day is getting banned. Absolutely. Top of the list. He's number one. He won't be able to log in today. Guaranteed, won't be able to log in today, even if he wanted to. He's already out of here. They've all, they've got his past record. They're like, we're not letting him in. Never again. He hears them saying, "Baby's called Booby," and he's just had enough. He's gonna go postal. Um, but yeah, we've still got three. We've got four news articles. I mean, this is the dollop. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 just me talking to you guys and getting your thoughts and opinions and stuff. There's no riffing between me and Graham. It's a difficult one-sided conversation sometimes. So we tend to speed through these a little bit faster. So moving on to our very next article with that in mind. This has been written on VGC by Tom Ivan. He goes on to say that a Nintendo Switch OLED Mario Red Edition console has been announced like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but have we not gone on to, have we not gone on record on the scoop? Uh, within the last twelve months, saying that there probably won't be another switch being made because they have 
uh, Switch 2 is apparently in development now, and th- th- Nintendo have come out them said and said that there'll be no revisions yet. Is, is a new skin on a console class as a revision? Because these are going to be mass-produced, right? It doesn't seem right to me that this is going to be the case, but anyway, we'll move it. We'll we'll move on. Nintendo has announced that a Switch OLED Mario Red Edition console, confirming an earlier leak that a console will officially be revealed during a Nintendo Direct live stream on Thursday, which was yesterday. No. Oh, it was revealed. Oh, right. Okay. Got you. Gotcha. Uh, it will launch on October 6th, uh, two weeks before Super Mario Bro- uh, Brothers uh, Wonder with suggestion retail for $350 for a console that's going to be made redundant in about 18 months. Wow. Anyway, the system is two Joy-Con controllers with the Switch dock. All sport the Mario red color. A silhouette design of Mario jumping is included on the back of the dock. Why is it not on the front? Oh, God. This is fucking bizarre. If you're going to change the color palette of it and put a nice little graphic on it, make it the fucking front of the console. (laughs) This is so weird. Put it on the back, which is going to be pressed up against the wall that no one's ever going to see. Anyway, today, a 15-minute Nintendo Direct presentation provided an in-depth look at the Super Mario Brothers wonder ahead of the Switch's release on October 20th. Is this it? Is this all we get? That... (laughs) <laughs> you're paying and there's oh god I can't cope with this I can't cope with it this is why we can't have nice things Sam you're absolutely right what is going on you can buy the Joy-Cons right the Joy-Cons go in price about 50 quid you can buy a million different colours of them they've been around forever the console itself being red I agree that's quite unique this little sticker here, which you could probably buy on eBay for, I am not joking, about 25p, is the seller. Someone's having a fucking laugh over there. Someone is genuinely having a laugh. Do you know what? I can't even be asked reading the rest of the article. Don't care. They're just going on about the growth of sales and stuff like that. Not asked. This is bonkers to me. This is genuinely bonkers. 350 quid for a Mario-themed console that doesn't have Mario on the front of it. The control, the controller itself doesn't have any kind of reference to it being Mario, apart from the fact that it's red. This is bonkers. Like, I'm all for skinned consoles. I, that, the new Starfield one that goes around your Xbox Series X, it looks amazing. Even though it's like Velcro, I thought it'd be like a magnet or something. Like the little plastic sheet that goes around it. That, aesthetically pleasing. It looks fantastic. It's got a a point of reference, the fact that it's Starfield. It looks amazing. Back on the Xbox 360 days when you could take the front face off the front of your console, that was cool. Having the vinyl stickers that go across the top of them, that was cool. This is a red console with a... What is it? Did, did I say... Uh, someone said that it might be lasered. Oh, that's lasered, says, uh, says Neil. No one's going to know that if you was to put the same thing as a sticker on the back of it. 350 beans for that. Outrageous. My Diablo 3 Switch has more uniqueness. There has been uh, a million and one DPD controllers that have uh, glow in the dark, that have uh, Zelda faceplates on it. Some of the um, Power Ace stuff, you can take the front face off and have whatever you want on there. This is this is genuinely the most bonkers thing I've seen. And for 350 quid, 
I don't know what to say. Genuinely, like the Zelda, the, the Zelda dock and console that they released for Tears of the Kingdom looked amazing. I can get behind that because it's a special edition. It looks amazing. You can put it on there. People who are walking past it know immediately what it is. No one's going to know what this is. This looks like someone's just stuck a picture over the top of it. Someone's just stuck some red uh, electric tape over the top of this console. This has rattled me. This has is, this is pretty much pissed me off no end. I just don't think it's... Whoever's buying this, don't. Unless your Nintendo Switch is completely fucked, it doesn't read cartridges anymore, it doesn't hold any battery life, it doesn't charge, your screen's fucked, go, by all means. If you are picking this up this Christmas for the first time, don't. Go and buy a second-hand one. Go and buy one, an original one, that Fucking might cost hell, size like, of this moth. That might cost 280 quid. This is not worth your time. They should just be honest and go, oh, it's me, Ammonio. <laughs> Morning 12, how are we doing? Um, how long will it be until they release the Luigi version? Fucking hell, Absolutely. size of this goth. <laughs> Fucking hell, size of this goth. Uh, Graham says there was always going to be new skins. They want the console record, not just a new spec. I mean, they're well on the way anyway, regardless of whether or not. I would love to see whether or not this sells well compared to the other ones. Because unless you are a first-time investor into the ecosystem of Nintendo, this is only going to appeal to you. Unless you are a super, super, super Mario fan, this might interest you. If you are buying this as a collector's item, it's probably not going to. Like, this isn't going to be something that I think, oh my God, I need that. I need that addition. I need that Switch dock. I need those Joy-Cons. Like the switch dock and the Joy Cons are two things that you can buy without the without the unit, without the most expensive part of that console. So if they just sold those separately, you might have a better. Do you know what? That is the only way that this would be viable. Buying a new set of Joy Cons that are just red, fantastic. Everyone always needs Joy Cons. They are the world's worst controller for stick drift. They'll probably last about three months before they are fucking unusable with any kind of game. The Switch dock itself, I mean, I've still got my day one one. I don't use it all that often. Um, but when I do, I just drop it in and it works. Disposable is probably something that can break easily. You can probably buy another one for about 60 quid. That's okay. But to buy the full unit for the sake of this just feels batshit. It just feels batshit. And for 350 quid, that is a lot of money for this, in my personal opinion. I think it probably could have been something. I know it's a collector's edition, potentially. I know it's a new skin, but I feel like the normal retail price point for this might have been a little bit of a better pill to swallow when it comes to new Mario stuff. Um, it, it, it just just feel like a cash grab. It does just feel like a cash grab. And I've got no problems in people making money when it comes to stuff like this. However, it's the, the people who are judge, the people who might end up buying this, because it doesn't look... They could have done more to make this more appealing. Again, if the Switch dock itself would have been lasered, the front of it, to have some form of Mario, even if it was a silhouette or it just being uh, non-colour so that you just get the outline of what Mario is and he's jumping towards uh, a brick or whatever it is, that would be amazing. That would make it so much more appealing. But however, to have the lasering on the back of it. And then for you to be able to actually see the coins, you need to take the back panel off. No one is going to, no one's going to see it. No one's going to go, oh my God, is that a Mario? So let me have a look at the back of it. Let me turn it around. Let me unplug everything and let me take the back off it so I can have a look at the coins. It's just not going to happen. It's not pleasing. It's just a fucking waste of money in my opinion. It feels very low effort. It feels very, very, very low effort. Um, 
12 says, uh, back's fucked. Uh, apart from that, I'm great. Oh, what have you done to it? Um, bit harsh, that. I feel like I've missed something here. I'll tell you what I haven't missed. Fucking 350 quid coming out of my wallet for the world's worst Nintendo Switch. Anyway, moving swiftly on. We've slagged off Xbox. We've slagged off uh, Nintendo. Now it's PlayStation's time. Now it's PlayStation's time. Sony have announced that the PlayStation's September PlayStation Plus essential games have been revealed. And it's Saints Row Black Desert. I'm actually, I've never played that. So it's one game that I will actually look forward to playing. And Generation Zero, which I have played on Xbox Game Pass for about 15 minutes and I kept on dying. So I turned it off. It feels weird. But anyway, um, Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced that September's 2023's PlayStation Plus Essential Games. Confirming a leak next month, the first batch of PlayStation Plus titles will include Volition, the former studio Volition, uh, and we will actually get onto that in our next news article. Uh, Reboot, which was released for consoles and PC in August 2022. Uh, was it that long ago? It was over a year ago. Blimey. It doesn't feel that long ago. Uh, September, another PlayStation Plus Essential Games will be Black Desert Traveler Edition and Generation Zero. I mean, we don't really need some more uh, more information on these. However, PGA, t- uh, PGA Tour 2K23, Dreams and Death Store are all still available until September 4th. So if you don't have those games in your catalog yet, you have until next Tuesday to be able to do so before the games end up getting switched over. So yes, Saints Row, go and pick it up. We had this conversation yesterday over in the Discord, uh, as always been, as you can see on the screen here, like it's a two out of five from VGC. Uh, if I was going to trust any outlet and their opinion, it would more often than not be VGC, but I have to disagree with them on this. It isn't by far uh, a terrible game. It's one of the weaker ones in the Saints Row trilogy in terms of open land space. And obviously that review was done when the game came out and they've had a million and one updates since then. I believe that the Saints Row game is good. It's more than playable. It's fun. That's what a Saints Row game should be. And you guys now have a chance to be able to go and pick that up and get hands on yourself to find out whether or not it is worth your time. Spiral alert. It is worth your time, in my opinion. Um, obviously, the uh, Generation Zero touched on. Oh, it appears that I some the mic just went off. Did I did I touch the top of it? I don't know. Maybe I did. I thought it was my <laughs> fucking earbuds. Um, I don't know. I don't know at what point all of that went dis- went and disappeared. But my mic turned itself off. I don't know. Hopefully, we should be back now. Um, that was bizarre. But anyway, 
You, you, we, 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 you guys might have read through it while it was on your screen. I most certainly talked through it and waffled on, but again, I'll touch back on it again. PGA Tour, Dreams and Death Store, you have until September 4th, next Tuesday, to pick those up. Generation Zero, uh, Saints Row, and then Black Desert will be the games that come in uh, on Tuesday. Stop waving your hands about. I can't. That's how I talk with my hands. I talk with my hands. I'm one of those guys. Uh, but written then over on Eurogamer, by Matt Wales again. Satan's Roll Studio Volition has been closed down effective immediately as part of the Embracer Group are now restructuring. Uh, so Volition Games, the studio best known for its work on the Saints Row series, has been closed down effective immediately as part of a parent group, Embracers Group. Uh, sorry, the parent company, Embracers Group, previously announced that its restructuring program. Volition, which celebrates its 30th anniversary this year, announced that the closure in a statement shared on social media, writing, "This past June's Embracer Group has announced a restructuring program to strengthen and maintain its position as a leader in the video game industry. As part of that program, they evaluated strategic and operational." goals and made the difficult decision to close volitions effective immediately. The statement then adds that Embracer Group is working to provide job assistance to help smooth the transition for our volition family. I think I've said that 16 different ways here. So there we go. Uh, the move is likely to affect around 340 people based on the studio's most recent shared employment figures. Today's news follows a disappointing critical and commercial reception of 2022's developed Saints Row reboot, which Embracer admitted did not meet the full expectations and left fan base particularly polarised in a financial update shared last November. Soon after it announced that Volition would become part of the Borderlands developer Gearbox, since then Embracer has faced financial challenges, which is partly blamed on Saints Row's poor reception leading to the announcement that it would be embarking on a comprehensive restructuring program involving studio closers and job cuts over in June. Embracer has also previously planned to focus its exploit, its Lord of the Rings and Hobbit licenses in very significant fashion to improve its video game business. Incredibly sad news, the fact that Saints Row now may never get another game in the series. I believe that they will. I believe that it will just be a different team looking after it. It's a shame that it went, it didn't go as planned. Like this was meant to be the game that brought Saints Row back into the mainstream. The game that was, uh, we're not going to use Grand Theft Auto Killer. That was the, that was their plan way back when. However, this, the, the, the pathway that both games ended up taking were batshit crazy to more, a little bit serious and with GTA, obviously a little bit more serious, the online elements and all that stuff, having an open world thing. And then Saints Row beating people to death with big purple rubber dildos. So whether or not there isn't a, there isn't a place in the world now for a Saints Row game, that's kind of a feeling with this. Because I don't know whether or not, even if this game came out and it was five out of five, would it still have sold a shitload more? And that's the thing that I've been trying to rack my head around. Well, apparently now for over a year, which I can't believe. Literally a year of life has just gone. The second was so good, says Sam. Yeah, I think I think Ads was saying, uh, maybe Tito was saying that there's either the second or third one was their favorite too. Um, so I don't know whether or not that's the thing. That's the sticking point. Whether or not a Saints Row game is still a viable option this day and age, whether or not the time and the humor is just too far gone now. I'm not too sure. Um, 
But I, I believe that there is. I, I believe that the Saints Row 2022 game were, was a good game. It wasn't the best. It wasn't a fantastic game. I'm probably going to give it three or four stars out of five if I was to give it something. Definitely not two. There was more than enough to keep me entertained while I was playing that game. So it was more Saints Row. It was more of the same. It was just, I don't know whether or not it was because the open world was a bit, a bit bland. I think that was its bigger downfall. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's a different. It's a different generation of people that are probably going to be playing Saints Row now, rather than the generation that we ended up first playing it. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Is there still a world where Saints Row is a viable option and the humor still hits the same? I don't know, and I feel like that has definitely played into this. I also think that when the game came out, the media storm around it, um, and I'm not going to say similar to what's happening now. Um, with Starfield and most certainly it happened with Cyberpunk but rather than people actually playing it there was definitely taking inspiration from what their trusted sources I imagine rather than just normal YouTube videos and they were saying it wasn't very good therefore they didn't end up playing it or picking it up themselves which is if that's how you usually end up taking on your media and making your judgment absolutely you can't go out now and just spend £70 on six games on payday like it's it's just way too expensive uh, as a hobby I mean it's with the times it's definitely with the times we've been we've been snacking on 50 pound games for way too long um do i agree with a 20 pound price hike absolutely not but i understand why it's necessary nowadays but you can't you can't just hope for a decent game with 70 pounds nowadays it's weird you can't take a gamble on the game being half decent for twitter for 70 pounds so i understand why people might end up taking somebody's work i mean we've We've sold games based off of our streams and what we've said. So it's very hypocritical of me to say, don't listen to people when it comes to making game judgments, because that is more often than not how most people find and want to find out about these games using other people's opinions, whether or not we've had early access and we've told you guys about it, whether or not it's something that we've been supplied by a video game company on the day of launch and say, can you stream this for us? All of these things we have done in the past and we've obviously been very open about it. We, I feel like we're very honest with how we end up critiquing video games. It's usually well-structured enough to be able to give a decent enough opinion. We've spent enough time with it to give a decent enough opinion of the topic that we've been able to go with. And I agree with a lot of people saying, Do you know what, it might not be for me. It's not worth £70. I will pick it up when it's worth 30 or £40. Now everyone has a chance to be able to go and pick this up if you do have a PlayStation Plus subscription, to be able to go and try it yourself. And I do implore that you end up doing that, whether or not you're spending an hour, whether or not you're spending 5 to 10, 30 hours on it. I definitely feel like you will be getting value for money based off of your subscription. I say that in air quotes, obviously, because you're not paying for it. You're not paying for it. So is it too little too late? Maybe. I don't know whether or not there's going to be a, a, a an overwhelming amount of people that are going to go ahead and download this game and then start making content off of the back of it or start putting YouTube videos up or start talking about it socially or start going out to buy collector's editions of this game from the store. I don't believe that all of that stuff is going to happen, but it definitely will be good to see how many people have started to play this again, whether or not there's a tracker that we can find for it to say, okay, this is the day that it came out. It goes up and then it stays steady enough rather than it just coming straight back down again. I'm not too sure. 
Uh, Tino says, I respect your opinion and know that you batter, that I know you're uh, batted for it, but for me, it's the latest one. Just didn't feel like, uh, so that, sorry that I batted in for it. Uh, it don't feel like a Saints Row game. Uh, it dialed back on the stupidity and went more serious in all honesty. If you didn't have the Saints Row on it, would you know it was a Saints Row game? Uh, do you know what? Largely, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. If it wasn't, uh, if you didn't have the Saints logo on it, uh, I do feel it shares some of the humour, um, but I do believe that humour nowadays is a whole topic of conversation because the, the things that people were saying and getting away with 10 years ago, they are the people don't find funny anymore. Uh, or they, their tastes have changed when it comes to, uh, to, to, to comedy all, and all-encompassing comedy. Like, I use this as an example. Would you find... I mean, I, I was watching it again the other night in bed. In Between is still by far top five comedies of all time. However, that humour now would not fly on Channel 4. Like, you would... Half of the stuff that they say in that TV show, which, by the way, was only about 14, 13 years ago, it wasn't that long ago that these TV series were being made, would never fly now. It would never stick. But it's a whole generation of people now from... Uh, who was uh, four or five when the Inbetweeners was out watch it now and probably don't find it that funny. Same with Saints Row, people who were six when the game came out, they were born in the year 2000, Christ. Um, they never played it before and now this was their first opportunity to be able to play it. The humour might have stuck with those more than it might have done with us. It's, it's so, the, the world is so polarising with how and what you can, or what you're allowed to find funny now compared to what it was 10 years ago. So that changes with every medium, whether or not that'll be video games, whether or not that'll be music, whether or not... BB, thank you very much for the follow. Appreciate that. Um, whether or not that'll be a TV, whether or not that'll be films, whether or not that'll be music, whether or not that'll be video games, whether or not that'd just be normal skit YouTube videos like Vine died, we've now got TikTok, but Vine will live on forever. The there's Vine compilations on YouTube that are about 40 minutes that are absolutely go with that are still talked about today in everybody everyday language. Are there gonna be those TikTok videos? Where that's going to be the same, I'm not too sure. Um, but we'll have to, I suppose we'll have to wait and see. Um, Apache Smash says, I wonder how they will handle the humor with the Gex remake. Again, a very good example. Like Gex, Gex 3D Enter the Gecko was one of my favorite platformers of all time on the PlayStation 1. It's a game that I ended up rebuying again on my PS Vita because I loved it that much and I had the opportunity to be able to do so. They, they let me buy it. Of course, I was going to go ahead and buy it. Um, but whether or not that will. Uh, that will stick the landing. I, I'm not too sure. I am not too sure. Um, but I suppose we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, there's there's always an evolution of how we consume media and whether or not um, how, how we consume it, if we will consume it and how we feel about it. And I feel like the evolution of comedy over the years, like you will never see another Burning Manning again. For better or for worse, you ain't going to see another comedian like him again. Roger B. Brown can't even play in most theaters nowadays he gets run out of town for the stuff that he ends up saying the evolution of comedy has completely changed and i feel like that has definitely lended itself into tv shows and uh, forms of media and things like that for better or for worse that's just the generation that we're in now our, our, our parents will say their generation was better than ours we will definitely say our generation was better than theirs and the generation that it currently is now because that's what we grew up with that's what we surrounded ourselves with the tv shows that was coming out 10 15 years ago will never be able to get made nowadays again for better or for worse that's entirely your opinion whether or not they should be but yeah 
Um, I did stand up at uni and the stuff I said wouldn't go now. It's not just a socialist thing. I'm a different person too. Exactly. We all, we all change. Jesus, this is getting really deep. We all change. Um, whether or not that'll be due to family bereavements, whether or not that'll be uh, for you having children yourself, whether or not you get married, the friendship group. I can I can pretty much guarantee that a lot of the you guys that are in here now, probably around my age, 32, 33, 35, um, you've probably gone through about four or five different circle of friends since school, right? Like uh, the, there'll be a handful of people that will still have a lot of friends from school and that's just because of these people that they surround themselves with all of the time but in terms of work friendships whether or not that'll be from football friendships whether or not it'll be six aside whether or not that'll be just going down to the pub your circle of friends will diversify and will start to either dwindle or start to expand depending on the circumstances that you surround yourself with so people change People's tastes change, music change, uh, music taste change, uh, films change, video games change, all that stuff all gets bundled under the same thing. And that is human evolution as to what we're allowed to say, what we're allowed to do, uh, and what we're allowed to have on TV. Like, we don't make the decision was what gets put on there. That's being made by somebody else. That's why YouTube is a hell of a, a, hell of a lot more popular than it was 15 years ago that's why twitch is super uh, super popular that's why kick is becoming popular because all the stuff that gets banned everywhere else goes onto that platform so it still has an option for you to be able to do it whether or not that'll be likes of rumble in social media whether or not that'll be likes of twitter instagram facebook everything else around it this is getting super deep so i'm going to stop this in a second um all that stuff isn't down to us it's down to somebody else making decisions about what we end up consuming what we find politically correct or whether or we find extremely funny all those things are changes of taste, evolution, mankind. All of these different things uh, have to be put into perspective for us to be able to live our lives, socialize, all of the above, I think. Um, I've been 21 for 10 years, mate. <laughs> Uh, Tino says uh, I think most of it was representative of the stupid school stuff uh, but uh, said but Neil's dad stuff yeah that couldn't be done now absolutely I mean I, again if people are around my age you can find a hell of a lot of similarities into the way that the the in-between has acted around school around the time with their group of friends the conversations that they're having they was very representative of the time i think those times have probably changed now i can definitely see those things in my 17 year old brother and the way that his friends acts um i'll absolutely love them but they are all fucking morons um but the, again the stuff that people get away with now compared to then are two completely different things um so moving swiftly on uh, to our last news article of the day, and it's it's free game Friday. You guys know this by now. We get to get we tell you about the games that are well, the game that you're able to be able to take uh, for free today on the Epic Game Store. FF's in the chat. If you've not already done it. Um. So right now, over on PC Gaming, you can find out that written by Morgan Park is the free games Friday Epic Store list, and this week. It's Cave Story Plus. The free game offering on Epic free this week. Free game Friday. There we go. Tito's right on it. Uh, the free game offering on Epic this week is a landmark indie development, darling. Made in its original incarnation during solo dev. <sighs> Daisuke? Pixel? Amaya's free time? Maybe? Cave Story is a throwback to a Metroidvania about a gun-toting uh, amnesiac... 
uh, robot boy named Quest. You'll level up your weapons as you shoot your way through mystery of Quest Pass, and every hit you take will knock off some of your precious gun experience points. Everyone hates losing gun experience points, right? It didn't have right at the end of it, but I feel like it definitely should have been added. Um, last week, if you missed it, oh, sorry. Yeah, last week, if you missed it, it was Homeworld Desert of Karak. And then next week, it's going to be Spell Drifter. Don't know what that is. We're not going to find out now. We'll wait until next week. For that. Um, <clears throat> I waited deliberately to just be an asshole. <laughs> is it 1980? <laughs> unfortunately not no it's not um ladies and gentlemen that is it for today's episode of the scoop just under an hour of content for you guys to sink your teeth into don't forget though we will be be we will be back tonight with some call of duty action there will be a wild nicho there may be some other special guests that join us for that stream so do stick around well well don't stick around because it's a long time away around about eight o'clock tonight we'll end up going live with that just so i can obviously see the wife see the child have some tea and all of the above um but yeah, that I don't know whether or not Graham is streaming this weekend. Obviously, he, he has been off this week. I don't know whether or not it is going to. Um, but obviously, stick around. There's obviously many different ways that you can find. But for the, getting in the Discord is definitely your best way because obviously the chat doesn't stop when the stream stops. Our Discord is always active. Um, every second of the day pretty much so again appreciate you guys that are already in there but if you are watching or listening to this on any other podcast services thank you very much for joining please do obviously follow the channel please do rate us five stars if you want any of those things if you are watching this on on-demand services go into the description below uh, all the links that you require will be listed to all of our social platforms but if you want to help shape the several shows that we're going to end up doing next week there is two ways that you can do so first of all find us on social media it is at ice cream models because all major social media platforms are alternative to get involved with our discord again links are in the chat links are also in the description below um, so yeah, do stick around. I'll send you over to one of our friends. It's probably going to be Wobbles because I know that he is uh, no stream now. So Graham isn't going to be streaming this weekend. He is uh, doing family things. Um, so yeah, I'm going to send you over to Wobbles. We'll be back tonight. I did mention in the um, in the Discord that I'm going to be taking my phone with me on Sunday. It is going to be my re-debut playing for AFC Stockport this year. I'm going to say, I think I'm going to take my tripod. I don't know what the weather's going to look like, but I also don't know what, I had to sign a waiver for the club to be able to record and take pictures of the day. Um, not just, not, not just because there are news bulletins of me coming back. I mean, I know I'm popular, but I'm not that popular. Um, but I don't know whether or not I'll be able to for the other team. So that might be sort of a conversation that I need to have. I don't know whether or not you're just allowed to film it without permission. I'll have the conversation. Um, but I will, I said what I did say was I'll put it onto the Discord. So if you go into our Discord, there's a Miss Comedia section there. I can stream obviously directly from my phone into there so you guys can obviously watch it. You can listen to it. Um, when you join it, don't shit yourself. Your mic will be muted as well as your camera. Those will never come off, but you can use the comment section on the right-hand side. I don't think it's anything ever that I'd want to put on Twitch because, again, Sunday League, a lot of unsavory characters. You don't know what people are going to say. St stuff that's going to be completely out of my control. So I am not having uh, channel strikes being put onto me for something that I didn't do. Um, so, yeah, it's. I think Discord is definitely the safest way. So if you guys ever wanted to 
watch the games and stuff like that that might be an option for you guys to be able to come in and do so um I, obviously it's the first game of the season um i don't expect to start i imagine i might end up coming on later on towards the end of the game i haven't played 11 aside in four years my fitness levels are getting a lot better but i am not 11 aside match fit sharp, sharp like there's a difference between playing professionally and playing sunday league however there's two things that are very similar and that is being fit <laughs> and that's something that i'm getting there i'm just not match fit yet so i don't expect to be playing many more minutes than maybe half an hour or so so the camera will just be put into the corner you probably aren't going to see me on the pitch you might end up seeing me on the sideline in a little chair or something i don't know um but we'll have to wait and see it might be something that's exciting it might just be proper dog shit and raining and i just think it's just not worth risking my phone getting smashed up robbed or getting rained on. So I suppose we'll have to wait and see, but if that's something you guys obviously wanted to see in the future, that might be something that we can arrange, providing that we have permission to be able to do so, because it is going to be filming on a pitch with a load of blokes, a lot, probably family members, quite a lot of family end up coming to it, and a lot of kids that are going to be on the sideline. So I don't know whether or not it would be a good idea. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to do this stream for you today. As always, there's one thing that we want you to do my friends, and that is to stay frosty.